Thank you for tuning in to the Legacy Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. presence of the Lord. Amen. I said, isn't it good to be in the presence of the Lord? We could be in the presence of so many things. I know, I know some of you have been in the presence of some crazy things this week, this month, this year, but it's always good to be in the presence of the Lord. There's no place I'd rather be than in the presence of the Lord. You can have your Disney world. You can have your six flags. I'd rather be just, just a moment in his presence. There's no place like the presence of the Lord. And I thank him today that he has allowed us to feel his presence and to be in the house of the Lord together today. I have um, a few announcements for us today. We have a lot of things that are going on over these next few weeks as it is Christmas season with everything that is going on. And I just, um, all of this stuff can, can, and will be found on our social media sites. But I just want to take a few moments just to make you aware to speak some of it today so you can uh, be aware of it. And if you do not get our weekly newsletters, I strongly encourage you to go to our website and you can subscribe. And every week we send out a newsletter to everyone with all the updates and information uh, and things that we have going on. So I encourage you to do that if you don't get those emails. But just some things that we have coming up and some things that I want you to be uh, aware of is on Monday, as you all know, we always uh, register for the following week with tickets. And I want you to do that tomorrow at 10 o'clock. Get online and reserve your tickets for next week. But also on uh, tomorrow, we are opening up registration for our Christmas services, which will be on December the 20th. We're calling it a Legacy Christmas. It'll be a candlelight service, and it's a going to be a great time. It is not a production. It's not a play. It is seriously a time of family worship, and I love it. Last year, it was one of my favorite services of all year long, and I want you to be here, and if you remember anything about last year, um, we had 220 seats in here, but we had 300 people in this room. That's all we'll say, okay? Uh, there were people on the side of the walls. There were, if you remember, there were people sitting all in the floor. We had somebody standing just about on every step going up to the loft. There were people hanging over the loft everywhere. So um, for us to get about 300 people in here this year, we'd need to do about three to four services, okay? So I encourage you, we're going to have three services on the 20th candlelight. They'll all be the same services, one at 10 o'clock, one at 5.30, and one at 7.15. I encourage you today to pick up your phone, find out what friends want to be here, find out what family wants to be here, and reserve seats for all those people tomorrow at 10 o'clock. If need be, we will add a four service okay so but that's not promise so I want you I want every, I want all of our people to be able to be here I want people from the uh, um, city to be able to be here I believe last year we had 
about half the people were first-time guests here. So this, this is not only for us, but it's for our city. But seating is limited with everything that's going on. So I encourage you tomorrow at 10 o'clock, get your seats. And um, after the 10 o'clock service, in between the 5.30 and the 7.15 service, we're going to have an outdoor gathering out here in our little courtyard. We've got fire pits. We've got lights. we got uh, some music that's going to be out there. We're going to have coffee and hot chocolate and refreshments. It's just going to be a time outside where uh, you can kind of connect with some people maybe you've not been able to connect with in a while because of our multiple services. So we're going to do that um, after the 10 o'clock service and between the 5.30 and 7.15 services. So that's something special. So be sure tomorrow, go online, reserve your seats for next week and reserve your seats for the 20th. Also at the uh, last part of uh, last week, uh, Highland Rivers, which we have partnered with before, they provide great resources for people here in our city and around our area. They are partnering with Wellsprings 20 and they've asked us if we will help them out. Uh, Highland Rivers and Wellsprings 20, they are working with a group of girls from that are 12 to 17 years old. There are 20 of these young ladies that have been victims of human trafficking right here, and they go through a 90-day residential program, and they have asked us to partner with them and help them out. They are asking a Legacy Church, they ask us specifically, if we could, if we could provide soft throw blankets uh, and fuzzy warm socks those socks that are meant to wear can also be worn as slippers around your house. They're going to provide those for all of those girls, and they're asking Legacy Church to do that. And they are in a time crunch because of Christmas is coming up. So we're asking, if you would, please bring those next Sunday. We'll have a container out there. I think it would be amazing if we could just fill it up and provide all the needs that they need in that area. I do ask, please don't bring used blankets or used socks. That's gross. So um, please, uh, if you could, uh, buy a new blanket. Uh, I know those aren't much at Walmart and and the Dollar General, so you can do that. And then uh, some some of those fuzzy warm socks for those girls. Wouldn't that be a blessing to them? They have been uh, involved in human trafficking and we want to bless them. And we've been asked by Highland Rivers to join them. So please uh, get those this week and bring those in Sunday. And on December the 18th, we're having a parents' night out for our kids. Um, it's a great time if you got to do some little more shopping, if you want to take that time to wrap all those presents up, or if you just want to sit at home in a dark room by yourself, that I understand, okay, parents? So it is your opportunity on December the 18th. Our, uh, our legacy girls from three years old to fifth grade, they are all going to be at the Wholesome Backs home from 5.30 to 8.30, and all the boys will be downstairs, three years old to fifth grade, from 5.30 to 8.30 also, and we're doing that just so we can maximize space and be as safe as possible during this time. And you can register on our Facebook page. All those things will be in the newsletter and on our Facebook page. So be sure you do that. Uh, that is not open to it's not open to the public. It's just open to legacy families as we try to maintain uh, safety uh, for everyone. And on December the 22nd, told you there's a lot of things going on. We're going caroling. If you would like to be a part of that, you can meet us in the parking lot at 545 on December the 22nd. And this evening, all the shirts that are 
bands uh, were wearing. It says, uh, in Rome as it is in heaven. That's our prayer. And I'm actually talking about that a little bit today. These shirts are going on sale. They're long sleeve shirts. Adults are 14, kids are 12. Those will go on our Facebook page today. And uh, you can see the sizes and all that stuff. Sizes are limited. So try to get those today. And also this evening, Sarah is doing an Advent online Zoom group. So if you would like to be a part of that, They've been reading The Greatest Gift. Even if you don't have the book, even if you've never heard it, but you just want to be a part of the dialogue, you are more than welcome to be a part of that. It starts at, they're going to go live at 7 o'clock tonight on Zoom. If you need more information about that, you can see Sarah, and she can give you all the information that you need. And uh, it's a great way to stay connected this, uh, this holiday season, this Christmas season, and just be, uh, just be receiving everything that this season has for us. Amen? Who's ready for the word of the Lord today? I know I am. Open up your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter 7, and Isaiah 9 will be there in just a moment. If it's your first time with us, I want to say welcome to Legacy Church. We are so glad that you are here today worshiping with us. If you would, take a moment. You should have received a Connect card whenever you came through the door. If you would, take a moment and fill that out. And right after service, we will meet you in the foyer to give you just a little gift to say thank you. And if you'd like to sow into the mission and the vision of this house, I thank you all for giving each and every single week. It allows us to do some incredible things. If you'd like to be a part of those that give, sowing a seed into the ministry and the vision of this house, our ushers will be at the door as you leave. You can just drop it off. They'll have envelopes for you. Or you can give online at LegacyChurchRome.org. Or you can text any amount to that number there on the screen. Once you set that up, it's an easy process. So thank you so much for giving. Thank you so much for being here today. Let's get to the word today, Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7, and we'll be in verse 9 in just a moment. Just some brief verses there. Isaiah is a prophet in the Old Testament, and uh, the, the, the book of Isaiah probably has more, <clears throat> more prophetic words about the birth of Jesus than any other piece of literature ever recorded. And I love to read the book of, of Isaiah just because of the prophetic word and the somewhat of foreshadowing that he gives of what is to come. And if you read throughout the scripture in the Old Testament, those people that we are reading about and listening about in the scriptures, um, when reading about them, those people would have given anything to be able to be us today. As crazy as that sounds in this chaotic world with pandemics and, and things going on, they would really have probably given anything to be able to experience what we are experiencing this morning. And because all of their life, they had been dreaming about a God that would one day be able to live inside of them. They, they was a dream to them. They had been longing for the day uh, when there would be a sacrifice that would end all sacrifices, when they would no longer have to slaughter a lamb, but the lamb of God would come to them and to this world and be that ultimate sacrifice that they had heard about and prayed about. They were longing for that day, but now here we are, and we have this awesome opportunity to live in a moment like this one where we can feel him inside of us, one where we can experience his grace and experience his mercy. Moments like this 
uh, when we the moments that have been prophesied about throughout the years, but they are now alive and we get to experience moments of prophecy that says that he came to earth as a man and he was crucified. He was bruised for our transgressions. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we can be healed today. Amen? The word that prophesied him being buried and rising again on the third day and that now he is seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession for you and I today. Now we can experience all of these things. It's no longer just a prophecy but it is reality for us when it says your kingdom come. And when his kingdom comes down and lives on the inside of us, we are no longer people of the Old Testament. But now we can experience all of these things today. If you're thankful for that, say amen. amen. It's no longer just a prophecy, but now it is our reality. And in, and in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, the word says, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and, and he shall call his name Emmanuel. It says, therefore, the Lord himself will give unto you a sign. Say sign. He is a sign to you. This is a child like has never been born ever before, never will, has there been or never will there ever be again a child quite like this. He was born a sign unto all people. And if you turn a page or so or swipe over to Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6, it says, for unto us a child is born. Remember, this is the child that is a sign. Remember, a child is born unto us, a son is given. And it says, and the government will be upon his shoulder. This kid is not only a sign, but this kid is coming as a new governor. He is coming as government. What pressure would it be to be a baby and, and have the weight of government on you immediately as soon as you are born? He had the weight of government. And I want you to understand this. This was a prophetic word that was being spoken. And the word that Isaiah is speaking right here will wreck a lot of people's theology because what he is saying in this prophetic word of Isaiah, he was stating that this baby is not coming to bring a religion, but this baby is coming to bring a government. Amen? He's not, he's not coming to bring a, 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 a religion, but he's coming to bring a government. And in other words, when this baby gets here, when this baby arrives, there will be a different mode of governing your life from now on. Whenever this baby gets here, it is a new form of governing your own life. What governed you before will no longer be governing you. Even the Bible says sin will no longer be your master. Why? Because the Lord sent his son, which was a sign, which was a new government that said, this is the way you are to live. This is the way your life is supposed to be. And continuing to read, it says, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince 
of peace. And here it is again in verse 7. Isaiah goes back to government. He says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Read that again. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Are you catching what this word was saying to the people? Are you catching what it is saying to us today? It says that the, rain, that, that, that the greater his reign, the greater his peace. The greater you let him govern you, the greater his peace will be. The more you give to him to govern, the more he will give unto your peace. The more areas of your life that he is in control of, the more you let him govern you, the more peace you will have in that area. Do you have turmoil in your marriage? If so, you are probably not letting him govern your marriage right now. Do you have chaos in your finances? It's probably because, guess what? You are not allowing him to govern your finances. He's not governing your finances, but right now, Amazon is governing your finances. Amen? Give him your finances, and he will give you financial peace. That is what he is saying. Whenever the more you give to me, the more you accept my government for your life, the more peace I will give to you. This baby will be a sign unto you. He will be a new government for you, and you also must understand that not only is he a sign, not only is he government, but Jesus also came to be a doorway. The, uh, the, he came to be a door for you. In John chapter 10, Jesus says, I am the door. He was sent to earth to be the door that leads to more. That is what he was created for. He was sent here to be a sign. He was sent here to be a government. And he was sent here to be the door that leads to more for your life. He was born to be the door that gives you access to the kingdom of God. On the other side of this door is his kingdom, is his will, is his power, is his glory. It's summed up by his kingdom. It's the way that he governs. It's the way that he wants you to live. It's the way that he wants you to think. It's his government. And on the other side of that door is his kingdom and government. And he says, I am the way that you get to that. I am the door. I was born to be the door that gives you access to the kingdom because there's only one way to get into the kingdom. Can somebody say amen today? And that is only by the name of Jesus Christ. You can't get through the door with Muhammad. You can't get through the door with Buddha. There's only one way you can get through this door and his name is Jesus Christ. Can I get an amen today? And he says, I have come that you may have life. I have come to be that door for you. I have come to be that sign unto you. Follow me. Show. Let me show you some things. And follow me here. Even in the very beginning of time in Genesis, God's government, God's kingdom was alive. God was setting up earth to reflect heaven. That's what he wanted. That was his desire. He wanted, he wanted earth to, to, to be in the same government as heaven is. Even in the New Testament, we are reminded of that. As Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray, he says, when you pray, pray that what? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's part of this church today. It's, that's, we, we, that's what we want. 
want. We want his will to be done. We want it to be done in Rome as it is in heaven, in home as it is in heaven, on our job as it is in heaven, in marriages as it is in heaven. That's what this shirt is all about. We are praying for that. We are praying for God's will. And as he created earth, he created this place called Eden. It was like heaven on earth. Why was it like heaven on earth? Because there was no sin and the government of heaven ruled over that place. Then he created this guy named Adam. Why? He created him to govern over the land. He gave him the authority that he needed to oversee this piece of heaven on earth. Eden operated just like heaven. It had the government of heaven until one day Adam and Eve sinned. And all of a sudden, what was being governed by heaven started to be governed by sin. But guess what? Weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the morning. When Christ was born on that Christmas morning, Christ was born and joy was born. Why? Because as soon as he was born, he broke the law of sin. Amen? And all of a sudden, because the law of sin was broken, that is when the law of sin was broken is whenever he became the door into something greater. He became the door into his desire. He became the door into his government, into his kingdom. So here comes Jesus into the picture. He breaks the old law of sin and says there still may be kings and kingdoms here on earth. There still may be queens and presidents and all of those things, but I have come that you may have life. I have come to give you new government on the inside of you. Behold Behold, I am the door to that. Come to me. Come through me. Grow through me. Give me every part of you. Give me your mind. Give me your body. Give me your everything. And when you do that, I will govern over you. And whatever I govern over, I will give that thing peace. You can't sleep at night? Give it to him. He will give you peace. He says, I will break that off of you. You can't think, you, your, your, your mind is so discombobulated right now. He says, give me your mind. He said, I will break that off of you and govern you and give you peace. He will be a sign unto you, the word said. A sign unto you and a door unto you. He will be a sign unto you. That there needs to be a new government in your life. And he will be the doorway for that. If you are traveling and you get on I-75 above Chattanooga and your final destination is Atlanta, if you know as soon as you get on, uh, on the interstate, you don't see a lot about your destination. But the closer you get, you will start to see signs. Uh, Atlanta, 100 miles. Atlanta, 80 miles, Atlanta, Atlanta, 60 miles. You will notice that, that all of a sudden you start seeing signs about your destination. But this is what I want you to understand today. Follow me with this. The sign is not my destination. The sign just points me to my destination. Jesus says, yes, you want me. But there's so much more than just being saved. Can I get an Amen. I am here to point you to the more. But so many people have stopped at the door. But I am here to point you to the more. 
Because the sign is not your destination. It's just pointing you there. And this is where a lot of people in the church are. This is where a lot of churches in America are today. They got to Jesus and they think, and they think, I have arrived. This is it. I am saved. Praise the Lord. Now I can do what I want to. I came to church today. I, I checked in on Facebook. I can do what I want to today. I got my selfie with Jesus. It's all good. Now I can go back to life today. I got the t-shirt. I, I, I just bought the brand new t-shirt. Won't God do it? Isn't he good? And I got to the door, and now I was saved 10 years ago. I was saved five years ago and two years ago, and here I am in this process. This is it. I have arrived at the sign. I know Jesus and that's all I need and that's good and now that I'm saved but this is what the Lord is saying yes he is the sign but if you but if you get to the sign and stop you'll never get to your final destination because it's not just about you coming to me Jesus is saying it's about you going through me amen it's about you taking everything through me every part of your life needs to go through me because if you don't just come to me and don't go through me guess what you will never get to the more of life. And there are so many churches today that are satisfied right here. And all of a sudden, the church has become like the story in the Bible, stuck outside the gate called beautiful. The church is beautiful, but we're stuck outside the kingdom. How can, how can we be Christians but not be in the kingdom? How can we be saved but not be operating in the kingdom? And that's what we're talking about today. He said, I sent my son to be a sign to you because my government, the way I want you to operate, is on the other side of the door. And I am the door to get you into the kingdom. I want your mind to be kingdom-minded. I want your finances to be kingdom-driven. I want your marriage to look like the kingdom. I want your children to look like the kingdom. How many of you wish your kids looked like the kingdom? Might have been crazy. He said, I want everything about you. But before that can happen, you've got to get through the door. It's not enough just to come here, but I want you to walk through everything that I have for you. He said, he said this is a sign to you. And speaking of signs, have you ever noticed that the closer you get to your final destination, the more signs that you start to see? If you get on the interstate in um, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, and you're trying to get to Atlanta, you don't see a lot of signs about Atlanta in Charlotte. But you start to see more and more signs as you get closer to your destination. And let me tell you something. If you want to see more and more signs from the Lord, something, and you want to see more and more signs of God in your life, you've got to get closer and closer to Him. And when you get to the door, don't just stop out the door, but go through it and let Him govern you. Because right now, this is 
what I am seeing in a generation of the church. And it's not all bad, but you must be careful. There is a generation in the church. I'm not saying young or old. I'm just saying the generation that we live in. They are seeking the prophetic voices of the Lord. And the worst is in the last days, your sons and daughters will prophesy. The word also says in the last days, guess what? There will be false prophets. I am witnessing a generation catching into this prophetic word that don't even know the written word of the Lord. And here they are. I am watching generations on Facebook drop their name in a comment and receive a prophetic word from the Lord. This is a prophetic word for you. If you want to see signs and wonders in your life, get closer and closer and closer because the closer you get and whenever you get through the door, that is when God will show you things that you could have never imagined about your life. The kingdom mind. The kingdom mind. And Mary comes into this story. Mary, the mother of Jesus, a young girl. And the word says, to quote the word, the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. The word overshadowed was sticking out to me for some reason. And when I was studying it, the word insinuates that God took Mary without a choice. Hmm. I believe that God gives us the choice to be saved in how we live our life. But let me tell you something. When God has something for you, sometimes he will make you so miserable that you, don't, that you have no other choice. Anybody ever been there? Sometimes he will drop you off in a cave somewhere and let you marinate all by yourself until you come out saying, I can't do this without the Lord. And Mary did not even have a choice. She didn't get a vote. The word said that the Holy Spirit overshadowed her. I mean, the word doesn't say that God said, hey, Mary, I've got to get this little boy out somehow. And what do you think about it? What you thinking, Mary? No, the angels come up and, sh- and, and the angels come up and they show and they speak to her and they say, "Blessed are you. You are it." It was our publisher's clearinghouse showing up at your door. Here's your check. You are pregnant. Have fun, Mary. You are blessed. But I ain't married. You are blessed. Can you imagine Mary? Can you imagine Mary going back to her fiancé? Little Mary. I said that's her rap name if she was a rapper. Little Mary. (laughs) Little Mary goes back to her fiancé, Joe. Joe, (laughs) I'm pregnant by the Spirit. I'm pregnant. Ain't God good. Won't he do it? Won't he do it, Joe? He did it. He did it, Joe. I promise, Joe. I I know, I know, Joe. Joe, I know, I know, I know, Joe. But listen, it was the Holy Spirit. He showed up. He showed up. He showed up and showed out. Now I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant by the Spirit. Can you imagine little Joe's face? Yeah. Husbands, if your wife ever comes to you with that answer, it can only happen once in history. 
Don't believe her if she says the Holy Spirit did it. That's all I'm saying. It can only happen once. Here she is. I've been pregnant by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost got me pregnant. Joseph is here. And when, whenever you're reading in Matthew, whenever you're reading this narrative, this story about Joseph finding out, the word says that Joseph wanted to, quote, put her away. How many of you husbands felt like that when your wife said she's pregnant? Wives, next time you're talking about, I want to have another baby, look at her and say, I'm going to put you away. Put her away. He said, I want to put her away. Reading some of it means to like break up or to divorce. Some, some, some think it means to actually put her away, hide her until this baby is born. Why? Because there was something inside of her that he could not no longer identify with. There was something that happened inside of her that he had no part of. That's not my child. I don't care if it's the Holy Ghost. It ain't my child. I'm going to put you away. And you will find the same is with your life. There will be times when the Holy Spirit overshadows you and he impregnates you and he gives you a vision. He gives you a dream. He gives you a new business. And people can no longer identify with you. But the fact is that there are a lot of people that want you to want them inside of their story. They want to be in your story. But sometimes God doesn't allow them to be in the story. And then all of a sudden you get pregnant. You get a vision. You have a dream. You start a new business. You give birth to success. And all of a sudden, they don't like it because you're successful and you, did not, you didn't need them any longer. All of a sudden, they get frustrated because there are people in life, they want you to want them. They want you to want their money. They want you to want their opinion. They want you to want their things. But since all of a sudden, she got pregnant without them, since she got pregnant without them, all of a sudden, they, they feel like... They, they're, no, they're not a part of it, and they get upset with it. Why? Because you didn't ask for their input, but they get mad, and, they want to, and, and all of a sudden they want to put you away from their life. But guess what? I want to tell you today, that, that I want to tell people in this room today that the Holy Spirit has been overshadowing a lot of people in, in, in Legacy Church. The Holy Spirit has been giving you dreams and visions and things in your life, and God is ready to bring something out of you that could totally change generations if you would just let him bring it out of you. The word says he overshadowed her and he's overshadowing some of you right now. He's not asking if you're ready for it. He's just saying, here it is, go with it. He's not asking for your permission. He just wants to put fire like shut up inside of your bones. Even if you don't sign the permission slip, he just wants to do something in you and get you through the door because there is something more on the other side of the door and it's the kingdom and he needs you for it. Amen. He wants you for it. Matthew 6, says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all of these things will be added unto you. Seek first. So God here sent his son to be a son, sent his son to be a governor, sent his son to be a door 
Why? Because his son would bring something to this world that we need. It was the removal of your sins. He would be a sign unto you. A sign a sign that, that this world is not your final destination. It's simply something that's pointing you to your destination. He would be a sign that would show you what it's like to live on in, in, in this life called world, but not be in the world. God said, I need my son to go down there and show all of these people what it's like, that they can be in the world, but not of the world. Jesus knew he was a sign. That's whenever he was talking to his disciples, he said, watch me, follow me, I'm a sign. This is the way that I intend you to walk on earth. Watch me, will you? This is, this is what it looks like to walk full of the Holy Spirit. Watch me, follow me. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be here very long, only a few more years. I'm just a sign to you, so watch me. I am the door. Don't just step up here, uh, don't just be here at the door, but no, because I'm not going to be here much longer, but walk through me now so you can continue whenever I leave. Watch me. I am just a sign that's pointing you to what I want you to do. Watch me. Everything I do is not just for me, but it's for the entire kingdom. Watch me. I'm a sign to you. The work says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. His kingdom is how he operates. Things on this side of the kingdom make no sense on this side. Laws on this side do not make sense to the laws on this side. It's supernatural. It's his kingdom. The reports of doctors on this side do not add up to the report of the Lord on this side. Can I get an amen this morning? He says, seek first those things. Seek first the things on this side of the door. Seek, 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 seek how I operate. His kingdom is how he operates. So his kingdom is his government. Seek first the way I am governing. Seek first the things I have for your life. Seek first, seek first, seek first his rulership over your territory. Whenever you get up in the morning, seek him first. Whenever you get up in the morning, give him your day and say, give me peace over my day. Whenever you get up in the morning, seek his kingdom. See why he's governing and give him your entire day. Give him your work and say, God, you can do more than I can, God. I need your help. Give him your mind in the morning. Give him your tongue in the morning and let him govern over those things because so many times I have heard it and heard it and heard it. We want God to govern America, but we will not even let God govern ourselves. We want God to govern the White House, but we will not even let him in our own house. This Christmas, the best gift you could give yourself is to come under the full understanding that Jesus was born to be a sign. He was born to be the government. And he is born to be the door. And here we are, the church, at this door. We were singing about it this morning. Ankle deep, waist deep, all the way in. Angle deep, knee deep, waist deep, all the way in. Angle deep, knee deep, waist deep, all the way in. Because we never get through the door. 
We never get all the way in because we don't understand what it is. We have been told that going to church is enough. We have been told that some, we have been told, we have lied to generations saying, if you go to church only on Sundays, you're, you're, you're good to go. No, this is an everyday thing. When you come and you walk through the door every day, when you get up in the morning, you say, I'm walking through the door. Stuck outside the gate called beautiful. And we come like this. On Sunday mornings, we worship. He's my way maker. Won't he do it? Then we go back to life. And we're depressed the same way we came into the house of the Lord. We come back over here and we stand next to the door. That He preached a good one today. Yep. Yep, that's him. Yep, that's good. That's good. Yeah, my pastor danced today. Praise the Lord. And then we come back over here. Tuesday, we are full of anxiety again because we're not understanding the more of the Lord is whenever you don't just get to his son, but you go through his son. I don't know about you, but I've seen generations of the church, generations of the church sitting here and the door is trying to, they, they, they almost get there. No, 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 can't do it. And this is what churches right now are doing. No, I'm sorry, can't do it. Because do you want to know what's over there? People that don't look like you. People that don't smell like you. People that don't act like you. But do you want to know what's common about the people over there? They are so hungry for the Lord. They just want to be in the kingdom always. Broken people can be over there. But they just, they're just so hungry for the Lord. But a lot, a lot of churches, they like it right here because it's pretty. Like the gate called beautiful. Oh, no, no. If we go through that gate... We're going to start doing two services. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I ain't preaching two times. We ain't singing two times. This is the conversation that's happening in our own city. I sit around tables with people who talk like this once a month. I hear it. No, we're not doing it. If I go through that door, I'm going to preach different. I ain't doing it. I've always preached like this. I'm not changing it. I'm not doing it. No, 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 no. How many times have people in the church, I'm tired of people in the church coming to the door and touching grace, but not going through grace. I'm so sick and tired of people coming up and touching mercy, but not walking through mercy. I'm so sick and tired of people just coming up and touching the blood, but not going through the blood. God is looking for a church that is in the kingdom in everything that they do. God is looking for a church that not only, that not only touches the grace, but walks through the grace. God is looking for a church that not only needs the mercy, but they are operating through the mercy. He's looking for a church that's not only talking about the blood, that's coming on Sunday morning and saying, Oh, the blood will never lose its power. No, he's looking for a church that will walk through the blood in everything that they do. Why? Because he is looking for a church that looks like his kingdom. He wants every church to operate like they are the kingdom. And that means you, can, you cannot just be a church on Sunday morning. Everything that he wants for you. Everything he wants for you is right here. And a reason a lot of people can't see it 
is simply because they will not open the door and walk through it. This Christmas, what if it's as simple as you walking through the door? The greatest gift you could give yourself is to understand, yes, you need Jesus. But he says, I will be a sign unto you. It's not enough just to be saved in this day in America. It's not enough just to have a pre-little certificate hanging, hanging above your bed that says, I was saved in 1995. It's not enough. You will live in defeat if that's if you're saying, you know what? That's all there is. As long as I got the certificate, I don't need anything else. God has so much more for you. God's got so much more for you. Jesus, he didn't need to be saved. He was salvation. And he came and he realized there's more for me. He was filled with the Spirit because there was more. It wasn't over. And today, I think about what God has for a church. Today. And it's simply waiting on the other side of the door. Would you stand with me today? This Christmas, I think one of some of the best things that you could do is understand this. He gave his son to be a sign. His government, what he wants for you, is on the other side of that door. And the door is Jesus. Don't just go to him. Go through him. This Christmas, go through Jesus. We were singing making room earlier. Make room for him in your life. Make room for him in your life. Get through him. Make room for him. Heavenly Father, I pray today over every person in this house. I'm praying for an open door moment. Some people have looked at this year as a closed door moment. How many doors have closed in our face? How many events have we had to cancel? How much things have we had to rearrange? Could it be, God, that it's not a closed door, but you are preparing an open door? Why? Because you are longing for us just to be in the kingdom. Operating like the kingdom. Serving like the kingdom. Giving like the kingdom. It's what you wanted earth to be like. An open door from earth to heaven. I want to give you a chance to respond today. If, if you're in this place and you say, you know what? I need Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. I want to go through that door today. I need him as my personal Lord and my, I need him as my Savior. If that's you today, I want to pray with you. Would you just raise up your hand today and say, you know what? I need Jesus Christ as my Savior. I need Jesus.
If you're here today, you say, you know what? I've been through the door so much. I'm saved, but you know what? I want my life to reflect the kingdom of God this Christmas. I want everything I do. I want to get the most out of this gift called Jesus. I want to understand that he is a sign to me. I want to understand that he's brought government for me. I want to understand that he's the door to more for my life. If you are here today, say, you know what? I just want the more of God in my life. I want everything I do to reflect the kingdom of God. Would you just raise up your hand in this place? Yes, 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 yes. God, I pray over every hand that is raised right now. I pray over every hand that is being raised right now, God. I pray, Lord, that right now every hand that is raised, God, that a door just begins to open in front of them, Lord. Doors from heaven, oh God. God, I pray, Lord, that right now, Lord, that you just begin to move on their hearts, oh Lord. Lord, we are tired of being stuck outside of the gate. God, but we're ready to walk through into the kingdom of God. God, we understand, Lord. We have heard the narrative. We have seen, we have sung away in manger all of these years, God. God, but let us get to the real reason. It's not about the trees. It's not about the snow. God, but it is about you wanted us to have a sign. You wanted us to have a new government, and you wanted us to understand that there is more, and everything that you have done is pointing to the kingdom. God, now you're waiting for the church to understand. Now you're waiting for our marriage to understand. Now you're waiting for our homes to understand. God, now you're waiting for everybody to understand God that there is so much more to these things there is so much more to that today God so right now I pray over every person who's had their hand raised today God God I pray Lord that we're just not standing there God but I pray that we are running through you today God I pray that we are going through you today God I pray like never before Lord that we're just not touching your grace but we're operating through your grace we're not just coming and touching your mercy God but we're walking through your mercy. God, it's not enough just to plead the blood on Sunday. God, but let us walk through the blood every day of our life. God, and when we get there, God, let us slam the door in the devil's face because there's nothing he can do, Lord, to distract us. God, right now, Lord, I am praying for that open door moment, God, for this church. God, I pray, Lord, that we would not be like other churches who just come in or satisfied with the Sunday morning status quo service. God, but I pray, Lord, that we don't get stuck just, just just sit here and say, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's sweet. Oh, it sounded great. God, but I pray, Lord, that you make us seekers. It says to ask, seek, and knock, and then it shall be open. God, you are calling us to be seekers today. Seek ye first. Seek ye first, oh God. God, let us be seekers in our life, oh God. Lord, your word says that it is the seeker, the person who's, who's just not satisfied knocking. God, but it is the person who just keeps, who will not stop, who is persistent with their knocking, who is persistent with their seeking, that actually uh, that actually, um, that actually knows the secrets of the entire kingdom today. God, so right now I am praying for a generation of seekers. I am praying for people or, who are so tired of just sitting outside the door. God, but they are ready to walk through the fullness of you. God, I am praying for open doors, open door moments 
hearts this week. I pray as we walk through the streets this week, God, that you show us signs of what you want us to do. God, that you show us signs of where you want us to be, God. God, that you show us signs of what you would have for us today, God. I'm declaring it right now, God. Let it be, let it be, let it be. Let it be, let it be, let it be. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I pray because I know there's more. I know there's more. More of your presence. More of your presence today. Come on, sing this. My praise is an open door. An open door to an open heaven. Church podcast. For more information, visit legacychurchrome.org.